International law expert Dr. Hilly Mudrik Evenchen, a law professor at Ariel University and chair of the University Center for Research and Study of Genocide, spoke to us about some of the legal issues presented by the conflict. So Israel first launched a war of self-defense, and then um, when it um, was involved in that war, then it had to adhere, as you said, to the, the laws of armed conflict. And why does Israel, in fact, adhere to the laws of armed conflict? This is the explanation. So um, it is a war crime to uh, target uh, civilians intentionally. But Israel does not target the civilians intentionally. Israel um, acts according to the principle of proportionality, which means that uh, there, the, uh, when there is incidental damage to civilians and to civilian property, it must be um, it, um, it must be according to a balance that is made between the military advantage that Israel um, is legally pursuing and the damage to civilians, the casualties and the damage to civilian um, um, to civilian property. So this balance um, is not equating the casualties of one side uh, to the, the casualties of the other side. This is a wrong calculation of the proportionality principle. This is how it is usually portrayed in the media, but it's, it's definitely wrong. The, the, um, the calculation that should be made is, uh, as I said, the, an equation between the military advantage. What does Israel want to achieve? Israel wants to destroy Hamas, and this is a, a, a lawful um, military um, advantage that it wants to achieve. So in proportion to that, it means that more casualties on the other side of civilians are actually lawful. Um, to give you a very extreme but maybe um, good example would be imagine that the Allies in World War II could have eliminated Hitler. Then it would have been definitely legal to, uh, to hurt and to damage and, 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 to, and to be responsible for the loss of lives of maybe hundreds of thousands of civilians in Germany, uh, for example. Um, so I think this is kind of explains uh, the um, the rule of proportionality maybe in a better way. Well, it seems to be coming very much to the fore as Israel has shown. The IDF has said that Hamas is focusing its terror infrastructure in civilian facilities, first and foremost in hospitals. Now, Israel has given evacuation orders. Israel has given warnings. Yet there is a very delicate balance here in pursuing its objectives versus what could potentially be the outcome of an operation, some form of operation. This is very true. And this is the way that actually the terrorist organization, Hamas in this case, is cynically abusing the rule of proportionality. Because has uh, it not done that, then there would have been no uh, no uh, combatants, no uh, fighters, actually not combatants, because combatant is, uh, is a definition that is uh, attributed to a legal um, um, I mean, to legal warfare. So these militants, these terrorists, shouldn't have been actually hiding in those um, in those uh, hospitals. And this is the way Hamas abuses this principle. But of course, it does not 
um, alleviate Israel from from uh, trying to uh, to pursue this uh, this rule of proportionality. It cannot just ignore it and say we don't care about the fact that these uh, civilians are actually serving as human shields, and it must give warnings. But then again, if this is the only alternative that Israel will have in order in order to gain its military advantage, there might be a case where Israel will um, bombard these hospitals, but um, I hope they will find uh, other solutions, and I know that the army will uh, do the best that it can to find solutions. Turning to Hamas's actions, it is not a state, it's a terror organization, and how would its actions be interpreted, understood through the prism of international law and armed conflict? Okay, so in terms of international criminal law, it does not matter that uh, Hamas is not a state because international criminal law uh, is actually um, the arena where individuals can be prosecuted for their crimes and it does not matter whether they belong to, they represent a state or an organization. So... Uh, there could be a possibility that uh, Hamas um, uh, personnel, uh, leaders, or other um, members of the organization will be prosecuted even in domestic courts um, overseas and not in Israel, in everywhere in the world, according to the principle of universal jurisdiction, which allows for states that actually have uh, enacted laws that uh, that, um, that prohibit the commission of war crimes, crimes human- against humanity, and genocide, um, so they can apply uh, these laws and actually uh, prosecute uh, these persons. Israeli, I'm sorry, Israel will probably uh, put pressure on the states to do that and um, and try to bring those persons, um, you know, to trial. Um, in those states. And how would those uh, crimes be uh, categorized? Okay. So I think, of course, uh, these will be um, war crimes and crimes against humanity. But the most interesting um, thing, I I think, is that they could also be categorized as genocide. Genocide uh, is a crime that is committed when there, there are killings or uh, the causing of uh, mental or physical harm and other acts that constitute genocide. But what is more important is that these acts are committed with the intent to destroy a group in whole or in part. So while they are committed against individuals, in fact, these are only symbolic individuals, and they and these individuals were hurt because they represent a group that the person committing genocide wants to destroy in whole or in part. And I think what happened in October 7, and, uh, um, in October 7, 2023, and when we um, attach it to the preceding incitement that takes place in Gaza everywhere, from mosques to schools to the media uh, to art, then we can say that we can um, quite easily prove this special intent to destroy the Jews and the Israelis also.